Oh, God, it feels so good to be back it, finally. It took fucking long enough, Bobby. I know. Uh, you know, some of it's your fault. Some of it's my fault. No, it's pretty much it was all your fault. But the past is the past. <laughs> I was literally on my way to your house, and you, uh, and you shot me down. When? The other day when I was like, I'll be there at 6.30. Emergencies come up. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen from here on out. Uh-huh. Consistent episodes, at least <laughs> two to three per month. But two to three per month. Now. Did we, how many do we have in November? Like one. Oh, shit. Like, wow. It was, uh, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a carryover from October. And yeah. So now it's one, December. Uh, now we're in uh, Shock-sember. <laughs> Shock-sember. To Shock-ber. No, let's go with Shock-sember. Shock-sember. Last one. <laughs> Tonight we're going to uh, talk about uh, the video dead. Video dead. Um, but I got a quick story for you. I was in, uh, I've, I've been in traveling the world. You've been gallivanting again, Bobby. And I was like, oh, good. I'm going to Europe. I'm going to have lots of fun stories to talk about on the on the podcast. I got a sweet shirt out of the deal. You did. You did. And they don't, um, an XL, European XL does not fit a man of my stature. Wow, and it does me. Does you. Mm-hmm. I've been working out. Um, <laughs> so it's a lot. We're in, uh, my wife and I are in, in uh, Austria. Right. Uh, one of the last days we're in Europe a couple weeks ago. And uh, we've been walking by this window with these cuckoo clocks. And my wife's just oh. like, I really want a nice cuckoo clock. I'm like, all right, I guess we can get a cuckoo clock. With like 700 so euros? No, they weren't that much. They were like okay. 200 or whatever. Um, Euros? Yeah. Damn. You know. Right. Vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, credit. It's not real money. Um, <laughs> Good call, Bobby. So anyways, you, you're walking by the cuckoo clock shop. No, that's the thing. It's a window display with cuckoo clocks in it. Okay. It's, we'd walked by it the night before. We're like, we're going to go grab the cuckoo clock before we get on the train to go back. So... We go to the window display, mm-hmm. and on the other side of the window display, one would assume that that's what? The store. The store. The store, right, yeah. One would assume that's the store. So I walk in, and immediately I'm looking around. I'm like, this doesn't look like things like cuckoo clocks. It's like a high society, like aristocracy, rich lady clothing store. Socialites. Yeah, and um, I'm just like, well, maybe they're in the back. So I keep walking back there. And- you didn't ask anybody, where is das cuckoo clock? <laughs> Well, hold on. Let me get there. Okay. <laughs> so I start walking towards the back. I'm like, maybe they're back there behind the 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 uh, negligees and uh, and very expensive jewelry. Right, right. And as I'm walking back there, I realize, oh shit, this is like the dressing room area. Oh. So I'm like, I turn back. I'm like, where the fuck are these cuckoo clocks? And then this lady walks up to me. She looks like a combination of uh, of the female gremlin from Gremlins 2. Oh, she was hot. And um, a hatchet face from Crybaby. Oh, she was hot, too. This woman must have been smoking. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> uh, a little bit of, uh, what, what's her name, Coco from uh, Ice-T's Wife? Yeah, yeah, A little yeah. bit of that in there. Okay. Think about some fashion-fried, old, plastic surgery Aust- Austrian lady. Nice. I'm turned on uh, right now. I'm aroused. She's looking at me like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Clearly you don't belong. Right. And I'm like, hey, where's your cuckoo clocks? <laughs> and I'm like pointing to the wall. And it's clear this woman doesn't speak very good English, if any at all. I'm sure. pointing to the wall going like, you know, the cuckoo clocks that are outside. Did you do it like that, Bobby? No, I didn't say it in that accent. Okay. But I might as well. In her head, that's what it right. sounded like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the cuckoo Dude, clocks. She's like, was, was? And it's like... <laughs> Where are they? Ding dong. Yeah, cuckoo clocks. I made the motion. <laughs> it's great. And cool. uh, she just looked at me blankly, and then every I looked around, and everyone else was staring, and it was like, I don't belong here. Yeah. But eventually, we did find the cuckoo clocks. They were in the store across from the wall in this little alleyway. Was the wall in front of the cuckoo clock store women's socialite clothes? I would hope so in this instance. Mm, well, yeah. I mean, it was like... 
cat cornered. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, that's. I mean, honestly, that's all I got. For that was uh, your that out was of like your entire my, European trip. That was pretty. We much get it. a story about the fucking cuckoo clocks running around. Other shot. than the fact that my father's lived in uh, in in Europe for over a decade, and he still gets upset when they don't have ice at restaurants. They don't have ice at restaurants. Not really. That pisses you me off. You have to ask for it, and they always give you like two cubes. I don't even ask for it. I like to blend in. I don't like to stand out. Uh, People start talking to me. You about think I'd fucking, blend well in Europe? Um. <laughs> Maybe like war torn uh, Bosnia Herzegovina or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I clowns fit in great over there. <laughs> Thrill me. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. Well, it's good to have you back, Bobby. I'm glad that you, glad you survived your European vacation. This is the beginning of a new consistent um, episode release. Yeah, uh, schedule. Schedule. Yeah, we're gonna That's have a good, good, solid, steady schedule. Like we're taking Metamucil, so we shit on time. Y- yes, that's what Metamucil. It makes you regular. Right? No, yeah, I know. I have Fiber. a shake every night. <laughs> and you, and you're, you're a very violent shitter. Your wife was. I'm a big me. fan of uh, Metamucil mixed with scotch. Hey, man, some like scotch on the rocks. <laughs> I like it on Metamucil mm-hmm. and the rocks. <laughs> it's disgusting. So yeah, Bobby, I haven't been doing anything interesting like gallivanting around the fucking universe as you are. But my band has a CD out now. Oh, that's exciting. It's exciting news. So everybody, listen. Now, is this? Does this mm-hmm. mean that you're going to talk more? More or less about your band? Uh, I don't know, Bobby. You tell me what do the listeners want. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> tell us, listeners. Tell us. I think you should you should play excerpts from my album on this episode of the podcast. Maybe the next episode. Uh, you're such a dick. I'm trying to find the band camp thing so I can tell everybody where to go to spend your money on Trump Card. All right, get your plug out of the way because we got things to get to. The album is called Use Your Collusion. Oh, clever. All right, tell the people where they can get it so we can move on to the next part of the show, and you're, I'm very excited about it. You're a real piece of shit. You know that, Bobby? Hold on a second. You can just cut all this out while I search. Because... This is why things don't get released on time. Fuck you, Bobby. All right. You go online to trumpcard1.bandcamp.com and you can go ahead and you can buy some of our uh, our fantastic merchandise. We have the whole album available on there. Also, what I would recommend is just look us up on Facebook, the band Trump Card, and message us through that. And then you can buy the physical because the physical copy of the CD, Bobby, it has the artwork, it has an inlay with all of the lyrics. It's a lot of fun. Fuck you, Bobby. God damn it. Just get on with it then. Do what you want to do on your podcast. All right. It's time for that part of the show. Hashtag ask not for everyone. Are we still doing this? Oh, yeah. They're they're coming in like, uh, like hot, wet pancakes. They're coming in like uh, hookers at a VD clinic. Yes, that's right. a good one. I guess. <laughs> that's a good it's one. Very yeah. crass. <laughs> uh, this comes from our dear friend Austin, who does a lot of the artwork for the show. Actually, in the Trump Card album, Austin's artwork is in that's there. That's why I thought it would be a great segue. Yeah, Austin Hambrick. Check him at Austin Hambrick Art on Instagram and Facebook. Now, here's the question. Yes. When recommending movies to people mm-hmm. who are uninitiated mm. to horror and cult cinema. Cult cinema. What are the best, quote-unquote, starter movies? Now, let me read you some examples of, of what his are. What are his, did I he think give that's examples? worthy, yeah. 
I mean, it's Austin. We'll, we'll listen to what he has yeah, to say. Well, it's, it's what you'd expect from Austin, to be honest. The thing? <laughs> no, 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 no. Big Trouble in Little China? No, that's us. Oh. You just answered our question. <laughs> the answer is The Thing in Big Trouble in China. Hold on a second. So his examples are uh-huh. um, <laughs> Evil Dead 2. Mm. Solid. Uh, a Cronenberg movie like Existence, he says. Mm. The Holy Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, are, you know, are we going to read his or are we going to read ours? Listen, he's I'm, from beyond. Oh, fuck you, Austin Hambrick. <laughs> you just threw that one in there. No, it's on here. Let me see it. Show me the fucking list. And lastly, The Thing. You didn't mention The Thing. I didn't. From beyond, Austin? Okay. This from is, beyond? This podcast is not your weird vendettas against Austin's opinion. No, it's on. my weird vendettas against fucking Stuart Gordon. Stop. Leave Stuart Gordon out of fuck this. Fuck him. So uh, interesting that you should ask those questions and the answers that you gave, Austin, because I think first one that comes to mind, and this was before he, you read his list, um, hands down the one for me and that I would recommend to anybody that's the first cult horror movie you should watch, mm-hmm. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness opened my eyes to a whole new realm. I think that I would agree with you, like just in general, but mm-hmm. I think that that Army of Darkness is more of a, it's almost like a gateway drug that a lot of people accidentally found right. or like people weren't trying to introduce them to anything. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Their first taste of it was Army of well, Darkness. Well, that's, that's what we asked. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a, but the like, exact question that I'm not asked. saying, but what I'm saying is like, I, I assume that it sounds like one of those was like, people aren't like, hey, you got to check this movie out. You're going right. to be really into cult cinema after you see it. It's just like a lot of people just kind of stumbled upon it. Yeah, I mean, I'd watched a shit ton of horror movies before I saw Army of Darkness. Okay, fair enough. But I saw Army of Darkness in the theater, the dollar theater, and I had heard the name Evil Dead. I didn't even realize when I watched this that it was connected to Evil Dead in any way, shape, or form. So I'd watched a ton of horror movies, but I just didn't really connect the dots. And I liked a lot of schlock and a lot of gore stuff, but that was one of the first movies that after I'd seen it, people were like, that's a cult movie, and they started referring to it as cult. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. So that's kind of like the flavor of cult and this is, and let me ask you this. This is kind of a different question, but it's kind of the same. Sure. It's very similar to like, okay, what movie do you show someone you're dating to kind of like nudge them and see how they react to the kind of shit that you're actually into. I made uh, my girl watch The People Under the Stairs uh-huh. and The Thing. Uh-huh. And the response was positive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She liked him. Okay, good. Um, okay, fair enough. And that's kind of a similar question, right? I may just been half the movie with my tongue down her throat. Okay. But just, just saying. Um, mine are kind of the standby uh, bad movies. Like, yeah. Honestly, like The Room, Troll 2. I know that's lame. That's not even cult cinema. Yeah, it is. Of course it is. Troll 2 is, not The Room. The Room is huge cult cinema. Huge. Mm, it's just bad. Yeah, you just don't like it. I mean, it is bad. It's, but anyway, I don't want to talk about The again. Room. That's been done on the internet. And James yeah. Franco put that nail in the coffin. Ugh. His beautiful eyes. Thanks, Jimmy, and your pretty eyes. Thanks, pretty eye Jimmy. Old Jimmy, pretty eyes. You <laughs> ruined cult cinema. <laughs> ruined it for everybody. Um, I like the way he, that he played that character that everyone can do an impression of. You disaster artist, you. Yeah, way to but go, anyway, Jimmy Franco. Um, Sleepaway Camp's one of mine. Yeah. If they can handle Sleepaway Camp, they're like, let's let's go on an adventure. But, here. I mean, is Sleepaway Camp, is Sleepaway Camp cult horror, or is it just shla- slasher Horror. Tomato, it's tomato. A, it's a slasher movie. I mean, it's not. Like, I mean, that's it like saying ha- Halloween is cult cinema. What do you think slashers are, Adam? They're slasher movies. They're probably. cult movies. They're slasher. It's movies. cult cinema. How is it a cult movie? Cult is an all-encompassing word. It, that includes all of horror, apparently. Now, not all of it necessarily. Is fucking Saw three cult horror? Sure. Then it's all, then then what you're saying is cult is horror. 
No, I'm not. I'm oh, also saying that other shit is horror. Is cult too. The like, Rocky Horror Picture Show is not horror. And and that's fucking, a cult movie. What was that goddamn piece of shit Hawaii movie? Oh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. That's cult movie. That's yeah, a cult movie. Andy Sedaris is a fucking god. <laughs> I watched a lot of his movies recently. I'll spare you the details on movie recap <laughs> Thank later. Thank God, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. But okay, Bobby, I, I don't think that cult cult movies just encompass like five genres of movies. Why not? It has nothing to do with the genre. Hey, let's have ask not for everyone's fucking listeners. Yeah, I'm right. Let, wait, hold on. Let me. Oh, I'm getting. I'm, getting, oh, I'm checking Instagram right now. Oh yeah, Bobby's right. <laughs> We're recording this live. Nobody's listening to a Bobby. Bobby's correct. We haven't even put this on the internet yet. Yeah, dude. Um, cult can be sci-fi. It can be. Uh, um, sure. What I think is there's ordin- certain ordinary instances. people as a cult movie. There's certain instances of sci-fi. There's certain instances of drama and of horror that would make them a cult film. Okay, fine. Let's just say horror. Let's pretend like he asked about what horror movies do you... Well, if we're asking about horror, it's a whole different answer. The the semantics of this fucking question is getting really infuriating. Thanks, Austin. We were finally getting along. Uh, Yeah, it started off so positive. (laughs) I was like, God damn it. Why are you still here? What are we doing with our lives? Um, okay, so let's let's get rid of cult. Let's get rid of the movie cult. Yeah, because apparently you're hung up on on that. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. How do you define cult movies? It's like weird shit in the genres. So there's gonna be like I said, there's gonna be cult. No. no. Oh wait, I'm wrong. Sometimes no, that's definition. part of the Venn diagram. A cult just means uh, like a small loyal group of following. And Saw has a fo- small loyal group of following. Yeah. Fucking Halloween. Yeah. No, Bobby. It's those not are, for those every, are tent poles. It's movies that are not for everyone, basically. Okay, so every movie we've but watched... But embraced by a, a really cool few. <sighs> Talking to you guys out there in Radio Land. Hey, you know what, Bobby? I give up. Yeah, you're right. I'm done. I'm so, done. okay, let's talk horror. If you got to talk horror. Okay. Because most of mine are horror. I wasn't trying to just talk My horror. new one, which is one I would very much like to cover on the show one day, mm-hmm. um, The Pit. Oh, it's a good movie. The Pit is about a young boy who has a talking teddy bear. He finds a pit full of goblins in the woods and uh, throws people in it. And it's circa 1980-ish. Yeah, early 80s. My favorite time. Wait, are we doing a movie recap right now? Early 80s, no. (laughs) Early 80s that look like the late 70s. That is my favorite (laughs) genre of cult cinema. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good movie. But I don't know if that would be the best first step. But it, if but if they respond to it good, you know you got a new friend on your hands. Sure, um, <laughs> horror, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I did the the other thing. Uh, is people, that a cult movie? Yeah. Is it, I mean, like seriously, well, by, is the thing a cult movie? Well, Bobby, by your definition of them having a small but loyal fan base, uh, but like a lot of people have seen the thing. Sure, sure. That doesn't mean like is, can we really put the thing as a cult movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally counts. Explain. Well, it's it's sci-fi. It's sci-fi horror. And as you said, it has a small but loyal fan base, which follows it everywhere. The fan base is there, like a cult. See, I think Carpenter's kind of like this fucking plebe guy. It's like, <laughs> isn't it cool? I like John Carpenter. Is that my And voice I'm like, you don't even know. You don't even know about horror cinema. <laughs> You've never even heard of Bava. 
So are we are, are we going by cult cinema just being like those twatty fucking hipster guys? No, I'm just making fun of the internet right now. Oh, okay. You know, the kind of shit we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So I'm making fun of uh, past ooh, incarnations. Ooh, of does Suspiria count as a cult movie? Yeah. Oh, I'd say movie. so. Watch Suspiria. The only Argento they know is, is Suspiria... And they've they've never even seen like uh, phenomena or you know this bit starting to tire me. Yeah, can we move on, Austin? Did we answer your question, Austin? Hey, you can't hear us, so who cares? There you go, people under the stairs. Army uh, darkness, sleepaway camp, and the pit. The thing. And the room and troll too. Oh jeez. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Oh, leave that shit out of it. And um, honey, I blew up the kid. Uh, hell comes to Frogtown. Three ninjas. Three ninjas. Kick high back. noon at High noon at Mega Mountain. Nah, kickback, dude. It's all about the kickback. Um, what about? Okay, move me, on. Wait, 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 wait. Legitimate question. Yeah. Hulk Hogan movies. Yeah, sure. Is sure. Thunder in Paradise it's a TV it, show? No, it was a movie. It was, it was a, a made-for-TV movie. They had a whole series of it. Well, they had a movie. Is oh, let me let me rephrase this. Mm-hmm. Is the movie mm-hmm. Thunder in Paradise a cult movie? Yes, it is. It is okay. You know why? Because it starts Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan treasure hunting with a couple of kids. I love Hulk Hogan so much. Um, okay, so it is. So what does a member of the Thunder in Paradise cult fan base? Mm-hmm look like oh dude they're fat Mm -hmm. they're balding they have really low personal oh wait that's just like any fucking stop talking (laughs) so bad about yourself ah that's fucked up bobby he's a racist by the way who hulk hogan yeah so did you not see his sex tape how can you not you're not a real fan wait did he uh did he drop the n-word let's go to the news Thank God. Now, I want to give a little warning with this news article. Yes, generally, this the show in general is, is kind of vulgar and, and kind of extreme, if you will. It's not for everyone. I'm drinking scotch and Mountain Dew Code Red right now. I'm drinking scotch and Topo Chico. Um, this one's pretty graphic. Mm. It's pretty upsetting. Yeah. And it's pretty hilarious. But if you have any younger listeners, <laughs> why the fuck? Why the fuck are you listening to Are you letting them hear them? You're, you're, Up to this point. Your horrible parents for letting them listen to this. So let's go to the news. Overweight German man joined ISIS, says they used him as a sex slave. <laughs> oh, this what, what's this? Is World News Daily? Que sera, sera, whatever will be. Will, World News Daily Report. Very. It's moving up the ladder of one of my favorites. Is it? It's got all the juicy uh, nuggets of ISIS drama, all the all the hot gossip from, from the uh, ISIS camps. From Berlin, a 28-year-old German man who had officially joined ISIS forces in 2015 has recently escaped from Syria after he was allegedly turned into a sex slave by ISIS forces. Okay. So, <laughs> German man... Probably disenfranchised youth. Probably not a lot of friends in uh, primary school. He was overweight, too. That doesn't have anything to do with anything. Matt. Probably a cult horror fan of Thunder in right. Paradise. <laughs> this is what a Thunder in Paradise <laughs> fan. fan looks like. Okay, so he's a German guy. Um, uh, there's a picture of him. You, do you want to describe the picture? Or he looks just... like a fat German dude in a, in a <laughs> turban. With a big beard. 
big German you know, bearded man. As you would expect, uh, given the headline. The young man who had converted to Islam in 2014 had pledged allegiance to ISIS, hoping to become a full-fledged soldier in its war against Western civilization. Instead, he was rapidly turned into a sex slave for ISIS combatants, spending most of his time in captivity chained to a bed, dressed up as a Western-style woman, and performing sexual services on ISIS soldiers daily until his recent escape. Hey, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, guys, um, you know when I pledged allegiance to Allah, Allah and, and wanted to uh, destroy Western civilization— I'm still with you guys, right? I'm I'm still there, but this is not what I had in mind. <laughs> it's funny because the, the irony of this, like he he left to join ISIS and fight Western civilization because he couldn't get laid by any Western style women, and in turn he gets dressed up like one and gets all the, the icon yeah. of Western yeah. sex symbols. That's good for him. Are you a Marilyn Monroe guy? Oh, I love her. Okay, me too. I'm more of a Dolly Parton guy though, personally. Yeah, who's not? Oh, Dolly. <laughs> I went there to fight, but I guess they had other plans for me, he told reporters. Is that a German accent? <laughs> I, went for the, I went there to fight, but I guess they had other plans for me, he told reporters, visibly ashamed. Upon my arrival, they kept pinching my ass, rubbing my nipples across my shirt and whistling at me, he said. You know, I, I, you know, I thought maybe this wouldn't be one of our strongest news stories. And then the stroke of genius was like, why aren't you saying this in a German accent? I almost want to have you back up and do the whole thing. But go ahead. Herman Gottlieb, 28, says he was drugged the first week upon his arrival and wake, woke up chained to a bed where he would spend most of his 18 months of captivity. They forced me to dress up with wigs, lipstick, and makeup all the time. One of the commanders had a fetish for Marilyn Monroe and would even make me watch movies of her so I would talk like her. I wonder they shaved him. <laughs> Wait a second. They keep feeding me and feeding me. One soldier told me they wanted my breast to get bigger by overfeeding me. He recalled in tears. I would hope so. <laughs> One commander told me I was doing Allah's work and that ISIS soldiers respected me and appreciated my services and that I was more valuable to them chained to his bed than in the line of fire. He you know, reporters. hey, um, hey, um, hair, hair tubby, uh -huh. uh, we need to talk. Um, <laughs> I know you came here to pledge your allegiance to ISIS and, and Mohammed, but me and the other ISIS guys have been uh, concerned. Uh, you're a little too fat for combat, but... We are going to f*** you in the ass. At first, I thought it was all fun and games until I woke up one day chained to a bed, dressed in a robe with makeup on my face and lipstick. I had to curl my hair and shave my breasts, my armpits and legs and wear lipstick for the high commanders. Some didn't even want to have sex, but just like to cuddle with me all night long. <laughs> it's like kind of sweet now <laughs> that that last part about the cuddling does put a little bit of humanity back into these people let me uh, let me read the next line bobby okay. and uh, a parental warning this is dirty once i must have sucked at least 20 dicks and got sodomized by maybe 40 guys in the same day after a major isis victory he recalled in horror look i'm just going to speak in hypotheticals um, both of like, look, both of us are straight, right? Uh huh. But I know how to recognize that if I had to fornicate with another man, uh -huh. I know what that man looks like. Uh, okay. It's not a fat dude dressed like Marilyn that's Monroe. What I'm, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, okay, so even if you are quote unquote straight, even if you are gay, but you're, you're at the point where like, you're at war 
um, things are fucked up. You're you're taking down uh, Western expansionism. Sure. Um, in the name of Allah, of course. Um, you you have a history of taking, I think, female sex slaves, but you why why go there when you have a big tubby German man that probably is is really good at World of Warcraft. So I I didn't hear anything of what you just said, and I'm just wondering what is the type of man that you would have sex with, Bobby? Um. You brought it up. You, you have it Yeah, in your no, head. no, it's a fair question. What's he look like, Bobby? It's a fair question. What's his name? <laughs> What's his I, mother's I think, name? Like someone like I like a I like a masculine man. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, like look, I'm not saying like as a okay, as a straight man, sure. What would I make the exception for? It wouldn't be necessarily like a hot tranny that just had a dick or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's more your. No, yeah, that's the only thing I would go for. I have to look exactly when like I a answer, chick. When I answer, I'm like, oh my god, there's a dick. Okay, when I answer here. this question, I'm answering this question as a flaming homosexual. Sure, okay. Which I'm not. Uh huh. Right. But I'm not answering this as a heterosexual. <laughs> uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. No country for old men. Yeah, he's a handsome dude. I'll give him that. Yeah. He's a handsome dude. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't see myself having intercourse with him. No, 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 no. Yeah, me neither. Unless he looked exactly like a woman. No, no. Yeah, no. I get you. I get. But you. He wouldn't be a pretty. We don't woman. have to clarify these things. I just kind of admire the way he looks in No Country for Old Men because he's just like I like I envy it. Like I yeah. want to look like. Did you ever see Hail Caesar? I want to watch. Yeah. Oh, he's great in that. Oh yeah, that was just hard as a rock the whole thing. <laughs> so uh, back to the uh, the article of our friend Herman. That was fun. Another quote. The last quote we have for Herman. At first, my anus bled a lot, but with time, I guess my body just got used to it. The body and life has a strange way of just helping you be resilient and adapt to your situation. (laughs) Herman Gottlieb was released last month from his captivity by a high commander who had grown fond of him and eventually was able to reach the border of Iraq, where he was rescued by Iraqi forces and transferred to Germany, where he is presently detained... And under investigation. I've been there to fight, but I guess they had other plans for me. <laughs> and that was the news. I'll say so. I'll say so. That was the, the best news ever. It's been so long since we recorded an episode, we totally forgot the staple intro segment of the show. Like, movie recap. Is that the intro one? I guess. Is that the first it's one? Whenever we decide to do it, it's movie recap. Time. Okay, movie recap. I watched a couple movies, Bobby. It's been a while. I actually went to the theater and watched a couple movies. Um, one of which we mentioned the uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, precursor to it earlier. I went and saw the new Suspiria. Okay. Let me describe my feeling on Suspiria, the remake, not the original, which is fucking brilliance. Um, there's, it's like two and a half hours long. It's really fucking long, right? We've done a whole episode on this. No, Bobby. The fucking new one. Oh, I thought you were describing the old one. Shut the fuck up. The old one was gold. It was fucking cinema gold. I have my thoughts on Argento, but go ahead. This film was very long, and in that very long two and a half hourness, there was maybe 20 minutes of, of goodness. Very few deaths. More dancing than the original. Your complaint was there was no dancing. That's what I said when we watched the original. I was like, there's very little, if any, ballet in this movie. There's a lot of dancing in it, which is okay. Fucking uh, Tilda Swinton plays like three people. Like, if you see that movie, The Old Man, The Old Man Dude, it's fucking Tilda Swinton. I don't know how I feel about that. But here's the deal. Here's the fucking big shebang. Mm -hmm. There's 20 minutes of that movie, the ending, right? And the ending pays off so much. It's like 20 minutes of heaven, if heaven is... Tits and gore and witch violence. In the new Suspiria. In the new Suspiria. But everything else is just art house, jerk off, 
pretty like, pretty much. And then they ended this. They, they ruined this fantastic finale with like an, a pointless epilogue. Pointless fucking epilogue. But okay. uh, but uh, Dakota Johnson, uh, Don Johnson's daughter, fucking hot. Oh, great. Um, Which his heads explode. Watch uh, it. Okay. Here's here's the thing. Or don't. Okay. okay. And I was just talking to uh, Jay Plu Five about this recently. Jay Plu. Like okay, so Suspiria. If you take the visual elements out of Suspiria, yeah, it's like a pretty okay horror movie. The whole point of that movie is the visual elements, right? So what I'm curious to see the new Suspiria about is like, okay, so you're not doing Argento style visuals. What are you going to do with this story to make it more interesting? Right. So it sounds like maybe a lot more talking. There's a lot more character uh, development. You hate that. Ugh. <laughs> it's just not always necessary. Okay, so l let's rank it. We should start ranking these. I give it a C. Okay, maybe we'll a half. come up with a more creative rank system <laughs> later. I, I consider C right in the C middle. C plus, C and a half, maybe not wow. a plus. A C and a wow. half, and the C and a half. The only reason it gets the half is that ending, that last twenty minute, the, the climax that wasn't the real ending, but the climax is fucking brilliant. I, I hate to say it, but. Not you personally, but I, I told you so. You could watch. No, yeah, I didn't. I didn't go expecting. It to be I wasn't thinking right. there was going to be anything. You could watch that twenty minutes that I enjoyed, just that, and you'd be like, "That was a perfect Suspiria remake." I'll check it out. Yeah, check that out. I'll Get check it, it out. DVD or something. Um, I, I recently watched an older uh, movie that stars Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, Ooh. and Telly Savalas, called Horror Express. Horror Express. Now, let me talk to you about the, the brilliance of, I don't know if it's an Englishman. I'm assuming it is. It's like that Hammer crew. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's Hammer. But the brilliance of this particular time period, this was early 70s, I believe, around mm -hmm. there, is people had the balls and the funding to make crazy fucking movies and also hire crazy good actors. Yeah. And that's what this is. The plot is... They are on a train. Okay. Inside the train is a crate. Ooh. Inside the crate is a... Monkey monster like Creepshow? Yes. Whoa. And um, wait a minute. Let's uh -huh. up the ante just a tad. Up it a tad. Just a tad bit. Turn it up a little. Crazy Neanderthal monkey monster thing escapes. And it's like possessed by the devil, and it spreads its devil disease uh, possessions. Devil disease, and it has glowing red eyes, and it's everything you would think to make a great film. It sounds like uh, it sounds like Outbreak meets uh, Creep Show meets Event Horizon. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like Outbreak meets Event Horizon. <laughs> That's exactly right. Nice. Um, but if you haven't seen, if you like bananas, weird, like it's just so interesting it's like because Cushing and Christopher Lee and Telly Savalas like all bring it like they always do yeah, yeah they, they, they're, they're fucking professionals. professionals they're fucking pros they never they half ass it like maybe some of the stuff where they had to bring Lee back for the to play Dracula later on they after don't he's like cage it you know yeah even those movies he's he pulled it off but like they don't yeah they don't Nicholas Cage it right right <laughs> what that means well no Nicholas Cage peace <laughs> that's exactly what I mean um what is it called? Murder Train? Yeah, no. Um, horror Train? <laughs> Murder on the Horror Express? It's called Horror Express. Horror Express. And uh, <laughs> and when Telly Savalas comes up, it comes out in the third act, it kind of turns into a completely different movie. Can't recommend it enough. Oh, you, okay. So you do recommend oh, it. Oh, yeah. This is an A plus from uh, old dear old Bobby. Interesting. Better than my C and a half. I also saw Overlord. 
You're just listing all these movies that I wish I'd seen. Overlord is pretty good, man. Pretty good. There's there's some really good action sequences. It suffers a lot from the whole uh, cliched action plot. Oh, sure. magic bullet shit. You know, like, I can shoot 30 times and hit every bad guy, but they could shoot 300 times and never even The guy you me. had a sneaking suspicion that was going to betray everyone ends up betraying everyone. Some shit like that. You know what's cool, though, is Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son. And if you were to... if you were, Should we play a sound every time we mention Kurt Russell? Yeah, let's start doing that. All right. Well, Kurt Russell I'll sound. find it right here. You know, there's gorillas in these woods. There we go. Um, Kurt Russell. You know, there's gorillas in these woods. He's not in that movie. Um, so <laughs> so this movie, if you, were, if you were blind and you were to watch that movie, uh-huh. you would really think that uh, Wyatt Russell... Was Kurt Russell? Yes. You know, there's gorillas in these woods. Like, there were scenes where I just closed my eyes. I'm like, it's Kurt Russell. You know, there's gorillas in these woods. Wow. He did a really good impression of R.J. McCready in that movie. Yeah, that's what I heard is he's kind of trying to... Oh, he's totally aping his dad shit. But he's fucking Kurt Russell's son. I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would be be like, I have the greatest semen on the planet. Yeah, I was, I was built from the greatest semen on the... Overboard. On my mother, Goldie. <laughs> Those are great... American citizens. So the uh, the parachuting sequence, fucking top notch. Um, Kurt Russell's son playing Kurt Russell. <laughs> you know, there's gorillas in these woods. Real fucking good. Hmm. There's some there's some cheesy generic cliche like oh yeah 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 you know it's generic action movie horror movie shit. I give it an A. 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 Not A plus. Not A and a half. Just an A. But it yeah, was yeah. it was watchable. A and a half. Did you get a lot of A and a halves in in, in school? No, I got a lot of. A pluses. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I did. Um, but yeah, yeah, go watch that. Um, I've got to bring it up because it always ends in hilarity. Um, I watched, remember a few episodes ago when I was talking about David Wilcock and uh, Corey Good and the Blue Avians? Mm, yeah, I remember. Okay. Um, this guy. I forgot until now. This guy, David Wilcock, is one of those guys that's on Ancient Aliens all the time. He's kind of the like weirdo with like the um, like Peter Pan haircut. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Know. He'd play a mean. He's got one big tooth. He'd play a throws mean. Throws his whole smile off. Um, stage female playing Peter Pan. <laughs> like, is that a woman? No, I'm just kidding. I love David Wilcock. He's fucking great. Top notch, that guy. Um, Real class act. So. Blue Here's Indians. what this movie's called. It's called Above Majestic, and it is a documentary. Great. And um, basically what it is is modern conspiracy theory 101. Like, if you want to know everything from UFO involvement with the Nazis, Antarctica, MK Ultra, um, It's all connected, right? Disclosure, Satanic Ritual, um, the Cabal. It's everything... And how all those QAnon and how all those things are connected. Quit just listing off fucking quack job shit, Bob. And it is an A plus plus. I don't believe you. Above majestic. Is it about Project Majestic? I shouldn't even open that can of fucking worms. Don't here, tell me. Don't don't spoil it for me, Bobby. I want to be surprised when I watch it. Never. I'm sorry. It's a ahead. fun one. <laughs> if you like weird uh-huh. conspiracy, esoteric UFO. All kinds of shit like that. It it it's a beautiful cocktail of all those. So you things. give that a higher rating than Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing in Horror Express with Telly fucking Savalas. Okay, so Horror Express gets a A plus plus, and this gets an A plus. Uh huh. Above majestic. 
Okay, so also I watched something that's available right now on Netflix. I recommend everybody watches. This is an A plus 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 Bobby. It's called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. This is the new Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers movie. I didn't even know this shit was coming out, and all of a sudden, there's a brand new Coen Brothers movie on fucking Netflix. Now, is it half-assed and Netflixy, like say Cloverfield Paradox, or is it like a legitimate movie? Oh no, it's legit, bro. It's an anthology. It's an anthology. It's dude. It's a Coen Brothers movie, and and you know some people like don't like some Coen Brothers movies. Talking to my buddy, and he hates Lady Killers. I fucking love that. Yeah, movie. that movie's terrible. It's a good movie. I like it. I was just about to say what like Lady Killers. Exactly. That's the one that, that movie sucks use. balls. It is pretty good. I don't this like is... intolerable cruelty all that. Yeah, much I didn't like, it was all right, but it wasn't like a Coen Brothers movie. I think Fargo is my favorite, followed by Blood Simple. Blood Simple's amazing. Big Lebowski. Oh, fuck, no Country Arizona. for Old Men, though. Josh Brolin in that. Jesus Christ. Raising Arizona. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough That's a tough call. I think Fargo is my favorite, though. Hold on. Anyway, what is this uh, new one from the Coen Brothers about? So it's, uh, it's very upbeat, yet at the same time, intensely violent. It's great. It's six little short stories, you know. Um, they're all done 20 minutes. Th- I think 35 minutes is maybe the longest one. But it's... Uh, it's it's fucking good, Bobby. Like, there's one, and they're all different. They're all tonally different. You know, like the first story starts, it's like 15 minutes long. It's got uh, Tim Blake Nelson as Buster Scruggs, the only story Buster Scruggs is in. They're all not connected stories. Uh, but it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's like a live action Looney Tunes cartoon that has songs and, and, and sight gags and just ultra violence. It's like Sweetie Pie there? No. Uh, Sylvester is um, not Sweetie Pie. I think he already ate that. Is that bitch. his name, Sweetie Pie? Tweety Pie, Tweety Bird. No, what's the little the Tweety mo- Bird? No, what's the big um, the big heart shaped red monster? What? That's on Marvin the Martian's planet. Oh Jesus, we're not That's going to this sweet right now. Pootie Pie. Is that Pootie Pie? Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. It's Pootie, a lot of time. You're talking about Pootie Tang, okay? <laughs> fucking Biggie Shorty. Yeah, I know you're not. If you haven't seen Pootie Tang, that's one I recommend as well. Movie recap. So, anyways, Buster Scruggs is fucking great. It's very violent. I read an interview with Tim Blake Nelson, right? They've been trying to make this movie for 25 years. Not to say that, they've been writing it for 25 years. He said that they this would never have gotten made if not for Netflix saying, hey, yeah, we'll make whatever movie you want, Coen Brothers. Uh, yeah, that was smart, Netflix. Fuck Kudos yeah, to you, sir. Yeah, because this- Up your prices. I don't give a fuck. I'll keep paying. Right. You fucking give me new Coen Brothers content. Yeah. And uh, It's still cheaper than cable. Right. The interest- Crank it up to $25 a month. I get Hulu. Still got my money. I mean, I use somebody else's account. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> so it also Tim Blake Nelson says they handed him the script for this 15 years ago, and it didn't change a word. Like, they wrote it almost 20 years ago, and they gave it and said, hey, we want you to do this. It took them 20 years or 15 years to make it, but it was exactly what they wrote. I've got to watch this. It's good. It's and really Tom good. Waits is in it, correct? Yeah. One of the and stories I hear one Tom of the Waits. stories is Tom Waits, and he's a lead. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I always like when I see him in movies. Talking to the mic, please. Talking to the mic. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'm in it. I always like it when he. I see him in movies as well. He's a cameo. And he strikes me as the type of guy that can tris- transition well from music to acting. He does a, he does a great job in this. I mean, it's his story. He has very few lines. He's the main character. You're basically just spending a couple of days with Tom Waits. I've done that before. It's called depression. <laughs> Panning for gold. So I, I give A++++++ to the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> okay. We really got a rating come. system. We got to come up with a new rating system. Now, something I would not give it A plus 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 two is one we both watched recently yeah. that you have better feelings about than I do. Loved it. A little giant shark movie called The Meg. The Meg. Oh, God. That oh movie God. is exactly what I expected it to be. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and agree with that. Did you finish it, Bobby? I did. You know what happens at the end? Because Jason put- Statham fights a giant shark. Yeah, but that movie was not good. Dude, it was terrible, cheesy schlock. It reminded me of the worst parts of Roland Emmerich and Mike- Michael Bay of the 90s. Yeah, but you know what was better than that? It had a giant shark, and the special effects were baller. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb here and say I enjoyed Independence Day 2 better than The Meg. I didn't watch Independence Day 2. I highly recommend it. But had I, I would have probably still gone with the it Meg. It is hilarious. I'm not even a big Jason Statham fan. I am. Transporter? That movie's so badass. But I'm a, I'm a massive giant shark fan. Oh, Jason Statham. Speaking of uh, dudes that are I find attractive, Jason Statham's right up there with uh, with Josh Brolin. And we don't have to keep talking about that. Why do you keep bringing this up? What? Josh Brolin? I didn't... Bobby, stop, stop bringing up men I objectively find attractive. Jason Statham too. Look how grizzly he is. Do you want- chiseled? <laughs> I just want him to protect me. Did you see The Expendables three? I did not. Oh, Bobby, you're missing out. There's some real spank bake material there for you. So the Meg is not <laughs> a particularly good movie. No, it's not. And I can't even recommend it to be. I honest. can, and I do. I give the Meg an A. The reason I watched it, I give it, the Meg a higher uh, fun rate than Suspiria. But it's so retarded. Like <laughs> it's the type of movie that the one black character like starts rapping to celebrate a particular victory in his that uh, was your problem with that shitty movie it was just cringy and i don't like i i, I it's cringy to use the word cringy now no you know what was even worse than it was that ruby rose character I don't know what that is. That chick with the tattoos who's supposed oh, to be yeah. all hot that had a greasy, stringy hair. Yeah, you got hot, progressive girl that might or might not be a lesbian, but is still <laughs> attractive enough to maybe not be a lesbian. You hope she's not, at least. Um, and she's gruff and, and feminine, she's but like the, still like, uh, strong. She's like the nowadays Megan Fox, who I also don't think is hot. I think they just look like trailer park. They look like the hottest girl at the trailer park, both of them. I think you might be a homosexual. Says the man who just <laughs> openly said he's attracted to Josh Brolin and Jason Statham. Don't forget Jason Statham. Um, so the Meg is not good. I liked it. I loved it. I give it an A. It's a giant shark movie. It's a fucking giant shark movie. There's no giant shark vaginas like, oh, in this the, one, people. The sharks got up to the uh, surface because you created a vacuum of in the uh, frozen... warm water from the frozen water. Dude, it was science, man. Yeah, that's science. It was science. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Dwight Schrute guy is going to betray everyone. And that's what happened. And um, Don't spoil it. I did like the uh, the Chinese beach. I wanted to go to a Chinese beach after watching that movie. The Meg. <laughs> that was the Meg. <laughs> the movie recap is done. Let's go to Adam's corner. Are we going to my corner? Uh, my mouth is really dry. Yeah. How about you drink some Josh Brolin? Oh, that'll <laughs> moisten you up. <laughs> hey, I gotta, uh, I gotta lube up my mouth before the podcast. Bring me Josh Brolin. Bring me some Brolin. So, uh, so oh, my uh, Brolin on the rocks. <laughs> my uh, Adam's Corner. You know, Bobby, you've, you've bitched at me a little bit recently because uh, apparently my Adam's Corner were always about my debaucherous stories. Of being a man slut. This is, you know, Adam, mm-hmm. this podcast, If as long as we keep it going, we're going to watch <laughs> a real um, tiered progression of you from becoming a boy into a man, I think. Is that so? Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. if you listen to early episodes, it's like, 
Sexual exploits, tacos. Oh, um, dude, I want some tacos right now. Uh, married chicks on several occasions. Uh, a couple of them. Things like that. And now it seems to be um, uh, dwindling down to mm-hmm. on some level, at least for now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really uh, eager and anxious to know where Adam's corners are going to go from here. So please continue. So anyways, as I was saying, until I was rudely interrupted and then the other by Bobby. <sighs> Jesus Christ, what? You know what your problem is? What? All right, here's the thing. My problem is, I've listened to a lot of episodes. My problem is, I always interrupt you. And yeah. for that, I am sorry. Yeah, how is this Adam's Corner? I'm working on it, okay? okay. Um, your problem is, is you always finish my sentences, sentences. Fucking sentences, Bobby. Because you just fucking talk and talk and talk. Can I just, can I make my point? You know, um, we all know what you're going to say anyways, Bob. We get a lot of positive feedback from listeners saying that some of the funnest <laughs> parts of the show is when you guys bicker, but that just felt a little bit contrived you know what fuck you and fuck you audience <laughs> anyways so uh yeah since i'm not a man slut anymore good for you right now i'm in a uh a, f- feel very fulfilled i'm in a relationship emotionally type thing so uh so we all know that i'm a father if you listen to this you know i got a kid so one of the things that my lovely uh lover lady woman please don't say lover my lover hello lover is uh is is doing uh, to help the family with me and my child is we're doing a thing now bobby you're gonna love this this is so great <sighs> we're a couple times a week we'll cook food from different cultures around the world oh my god like if we were going to uh hungary we'd eat blood like bella lugosi did <laughs> if we're going to yes. china we're gonna eat you would eat um, egg uh, foo young or dogs general sal dogs whatever no, that's korea okay so uh we've been we've been doing this little thing where we'll cook food from somewhere in the world and then we'll have my six-year-old watch youtube videos about the culture of that part of the world have you gotten to jamaica yet because mm-hmm. if you do Call me over that. <laughs> We're having jerk chicken and spliffs. Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> meal. <laughs> no, we haven't done that. You're making me crazy, Bobby. So uh, we've done a couple so far. We've done French. We've done Italian. Did we've you teach Chinese. them how to surrender? <laughs> Just give up. Just give up right now. Here's your lesson about France. Just put down the French toast and be done with um, it. It's mine now, kid. Call me Nazi don't Germany. Don't defend the homeland. And give me your food. And then riot. That's topical. <laughs> That's a topical one there. Is that what's happening now? All right, so what's next? Because I'm gonna. what we're going to do now to make this more interesting uh-huh. than it already is, um, you're going to name the country, and I'm going to try to guess what it is you do with that with your child what dish teach, we do to teach them about the culture what we teach them is we just watch you okay you're I'll, ruining the fucking bit. all right you're ruining the bit uh italy italy um you feed him like a gallon of wine <laughs> and then you um you feed him a lot of wine so just get my kid drunk for italy this yeah maybe saying. some cannolis kids like cannolis cannolis and wine Good call. China, Bobby. China. What are you going to do in China? China. Um, um, I'd have us build a big wall. You you have a... You against take, the Mongol you take invaders. His, you take his tank, like his toy tank, and you pretend to be protesting... The, and run him over. The Maoist regime. You know, Bobby, you're a terrible person. All right. We didn't do any of that, but I got to eat French toast and, uh, and fried rice. <laughs> I don't think people in France eat French yeah, toast. Yeah, they do. They call it toast. Um, I got to eat. Uh, I got to eat lasagna. Oh, man, this is really working out for me. So you learned about New York City, basically. I don't know what he learned about, but I've gotten some fantastic food from all over the world. Well, that's all that matters. And that leads me into what I really want to do with this idea, Bobby. Remember that harebrained scheme I had to uh, start my own kids' show? 
No. It's going to be called Breakfast Time, right? <laughs> it's going to be hosted by me as Baco the Breakfast Clown. And we're going to do this whole same bit that we're doing at home. We're going to teach kids about the importance of breakfast, and we're going to eat breakfasts. From around the world? Bingo. I thought I finished your sentence, Bobby. That was the joke. Coming soon. Breakfast Time starring Baco the Breakfast Clown. And that was Adam's Corner. Sure. <laughs> we can end it Let's there. get out of that one. Let's start... Okay, I think that's it. Um, let's watch the movie, okay. come back, and we're going to talk about 1987's The Video Dead. A family takes delivery of a new television set, unaware that it is the gateway by which killer zombies enter the world. Hidden inside the house at 21 Shady Lane Avenue is a black and white TV with the power to turn itself on and come alive with the dead, the video dead. But for the new owners, their first warning may be too late. Why did you kill her? You don't know what you're messing with. The video dead, a new form and shape for zombie terror that invades a neighborhood and threatens the innocent the unsuspecting and the unbelieving nothing can prepare you nothing can save you nothing can stop the onslaught of the video dead it's the late show to end them all What's buried inside your TV? The Video Dead. So, The Video Dead. The Video Dead. This is what I like to call a truce movie. This is a cult. It's when we're tired of all the bickering Mm -hmm. on this show, and we just watch something we both already like. Yeah, we knew we liked this one. And we watched this together for the first time a while ago. And it was great. And it was one of those moments that keeps keeps this... uh, It keeps this relationship alive, Keeps it alive. Keeps it Um, going. So The Video Dead was directed by Robert Scott, whose other directing credits include um, the The Video Dead and Rat Dog from 1990, starring... Uh, rat dog it's a it doesn't have really much of an imdb input so rat dog the classic he was a uh and then he was a second uh, unit director of assistant for dracula dead and loving it yeah he was a director of classic uh, everyone's favorite mel brooks film so he he wrote and directed uh video dead and then they didn't they didn't let him do anything else ever again i don't understand it i feel like maybe the video dead and we will get into it um, it's always fucking great. Is one of those ones that were like, it's probably better now than it was when it first came out. I give this one an A plus and a half. All right. Before before that, though, Adam, um, do me yeah. a favor. Yeah. What is the video dead about? Okay, so the video dead's about this dirty pig man who lives alone, and he's a writer or something. His house is all trashed. Why do you call him? Is he a pig man? 
Because he was a total pig man. He was like a man pig. He like he lived in filth, Bobby. He it was, was just a filth. guy. It was a guy <laughs> in the house. It's like a yeah. 50-year-old man. It was, he lived in squalor. His house was all dirty. He didn't know what was going on. So then all of a sudden, these delivery guys, these these Joker delivery guys, show up and drop off as an ominous crate. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he lives in a very quiet neighborhood. It reminds me a lot of the uh, places that I grew up in, but I don't <laughs> think you did. Um <laughs> Was it a trailer park, Bobby? No, that's uh, it's just like a nice suburban neighborhood. Very quiet. Yeah, I like. I, I could appreciate how, and I don't. I think this was accidental, but like a lot of times when they do an establishing shot of a neighborhood in the eighties, they show like kids playing outside and like all this dumb shit, like right. people fucking getting their mail. And video dead is just like, yeah, here's a neighborhood. Yeah, hope you, hope hope it's accurate to your perception <laughs> of a neighborhood. And then we go into detail in the neighborhood, it's just like houses. No, it, so these. Uh, these delivery men in orange jumpsuits roll up in an old creepy van. Mm-hmm. They bring this ominous crate to the pig man, as you called him. Yep. He's like, hey, I didn't order this. Like, it's already paid for. Just sign for it, buddy. Yeah. He's like, you got to smoke. He's trying to bump smokes off the guy. If there's one thing I've learned from watching horror movies, mm-hmm. um, if you receive a crate in the mail, mm. Um, anything you have to like use a crowbar to open, Who or if there's like shit? steam coming out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what you need to do first before you open it is get one of those. What are they like? The Ghostbuster like EVP EK, EKG meters. EKG meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need to get one of those things and kind of wave it around like a magic yeah, wand. Yeah, steam. Make cleaner. sure there's no readings on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at it or with you know at least like knock on it a few times to see if it growls or if it if it moves at all. Right, 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 right. But um, this guy just just opened the weird crate. Well, you know, this was before Amazon. I'd like to see a movie nowadays where you got this strange Amazon glowing package. If I get a package and it doesn't have the Amazon tape on it, it is 100% anthrax, and I will not open it. I've got so much shit coming from anthrax. Unless from it's the from anthrax. J Plue 5. What up? What? What? I got so much shit coming from Amazon this week. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, then he, he takes the TV out, and he's like, well, there's a... There's a TV. I guess I'll plug it. Shitty looking TV, too. Well, well he, he also says this. He says, who would send me a TV? I don't even watch TV. And he says it in a way that like people who say, um, I don't even watch TV would say that. Mm-hmm. Like when, when other people are around to like impress them. But there was no one there to impress. He, he wasn't talking to anybody. Like, he was just talking to himself. He was just like, <laughs> what a bunch of intellectually devoid a bunch of bullshit. People that would watch Do I television. need to finish your sentences because you can't do it yourself, Bobby? Is you know that what, what we're going out here? So then he turns on the TV. Hope you get the big C. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that runs in my family, you cocksucker. So uh, then he turns on the TV, and the movie that's on there is called Zombie Blood Nightmare. So yeah, he turns it on, and it's an old spooky zombie movie, like mm-hmm. something like Night of the Living Dead or Space Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> Clint Eastwood and Ed Harris. Tommy Lee Jones. They're looking really fucking old. Oh, is that the one where the corpses fly off to the moon or something? <laughs> Love Space Cowboys. So the TV tries to turn it off. It won't turn off. It keeps turning back on. So he unplugs the thing. Mm-hmm. But then he goes to sleep. And the TV falls off the table it's on. And zombies start to crawl from the television and, set. And as the zombies, right before they crawl from the television set... Um, there's like laser beam lightning oh, shooting yeah. out of the that TV. And I'm awesome going, animated lightning. And I'm going, who directed this thing? James Cameron? 
And and then some very awesome looking zombies uh, crawl out of it. Their faces were bleeding as they crawled out. So then it cuts to the next day, and the delivery guys show up and they say, "Well, geez, uh, too bad uh, we we took that thing to the wrong place. I wonder what got delivered to the Institute for the Studies of the Occult." Mm. Mm. They open the door. They knock on the door. I I would say that they uh, were um, DHL. There was not delivery people. That was not UPS. That was not UPS. UPS that was not FedEx. Like FedEx gets Tom Tom Hanks back to his wife. Yeah, no fucking shit they do. DHL brings fucking haunted TVs to your house. And says, hey, you're going like, to die. It's, it's yours. Deal with it. So they open the door, and there's the man dead, and he's dressed as a party clown. And he's choked, and he has like a party hat on. Mm-hmm. And you, know, I think to myself, like I remember the first time I saw this, I'm like, wow, these... These zombies, they're really something else. They're not just eating people. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, they're partying with them. Yeah. Now is as good a time as any to say, these aren't your typical like brain-eating zombies. No. They're your fully like, we think we're still alive zombies. Let's get to have... it. Let's okay. wait. Let's okay, wait. okay. Let's fair wait. enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, we cut to three months later. Three months later. And then the new owner is a hip college chick who's obviously 40 years old. But But it's emptied out now. And no one lives there first, right? They're, for three months, I guess. For three months, right? Um, my question to you, Adam, is: Do you think it has still has like a hint of like rotting uh, haunted TV corpses in it? Like, would you walk in and say, oh, "Weird, oh, it smells like a why does it smell like a that? zombie television, like burning metal in a oh stack of Papa John's." <laughs> This still smells like a pig man in here. No, I think they cleaned it. They washed it. They took everything out of that place. Or did they? Or did they? I don't think they did. I think maybe they left the TV in the attic or something. So then it shows some dirty shoes, like, ominously walking. And it's like... 80s shitty music playing like dun, 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 there's dun, a lot dun, of dun, wonderfully dun, 80s dun, shitty dun, music dun, in this movie yeah and then it's her brother it's the new the new 40 year old college chick's brother jeff the dirty punk rocker is he a punk rocker he looked like he was trying to be an 87 style punk rocker i guess he was so know. dirty bobby he was so dirty he was dirty he had a Scott t-shirt um, on. But uh-oh, he's talking to his sister at the table and asking what are you majoring in and she says Aerobics. Womp womp. Wow. Um, before we move on, I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you, Adam. Um, mm-hmm. How would you describe the acting in this film, The Video Dead? Um, it's god awful. I would say wooden. It's. I it, would say robotic. If it if it was wooden, I'd be thinking yeah, it's stiff. But is it to its credit though? Does it make it more entertaining? I think it does. I think it definitely. I think does. it does. I think it definitely does. I think if this movie was played straight by like serious actors, it would have been a more of a shit fest than it is. So then we hear a, a ding dong on the doorbell, and who is it? It's some Texas redneck. Mm. Says, "Listen, I'm here for there's a crate that was delivered here three months ago. You got that crate? He sounds like he's more from like a Carolina or Georgia. Or something. Well, they said he was from Texas. Well, he had Texas plates on his trucks. Racists. And the guy and, and punk rock Jeff answers like, "Nah, man, my my parents live here. We just got here." And and the redneck guy, the Texas guy, is like, "You're a damn fool." Right. Damn fool. The redneck guy is like basically the zombie <laughs> TV chaser, zombie chaser redneck man. Yeah. Now, what do you do, Adam? What are your strategies f- when you get a, a knock or a ring at the door for from people that you don't necessarily want to talk to? I don't answer it. And really, that's it? No, I answer it. And usually I'm just like, yeah, no, we don't want any. I'm like really short with them, slightly polite, but just very short. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't want that. And, and close the door. My mother's approach is... We're Catholic and we vote Republican. Is that what she says? Probably. (laughs) 
I'm going to go ahead and assume a hard yes on that. I thought one. that's what you do, but that's what you do, isn't it? You, yeah, you do I mean, it so you assume your mom does it too. Yeah, we're smart. So then uh, Jeff starts looking around the house and goes to the attic. And what's in the attic, Bobby? Um, is it a uh, creature from an, a lagoon? Perhaps? No, no, Bobby. It's the fucking TV. Oh, yeah, the TV. The TV's in the room. He's like, wow, there's a TV just sitting here in the middle of this empty room because whoever was the movers and got rid of all Pigman shit left the TV in the room. I, I do love finding a uh, unaccounted for television. It's a, it's a plus. Every, almost every room in my house has a TV, but I would take another one. Well, Jeff should wash his fucking clothes. This guy's got some dirty fucking clothes. I don't know. How, I didn't even notice this. Because be you're you, because you you were a punk rocker in 1987, so this looks normal to you. Mm. So then the skanky neighbor with a poodle in a sweater. Um, I was watching the Police Academy cartoon. In shows up. And, uh, well, whoa, 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 whoa. You're just glazing over this again. What did I miss? Okay, so the blonde girl, the love interest of Jeff Punkrocker, who's yeah. not really a punk rocker, but you claim he is. Punk rock Jeff. Punk rock Jeff. Um, her intro is fantastic because um, the song playing, and I will play it right here. Great song. That is a wonderful, terrible song by a band called Candy. Shamalamalana, Sound of the Rain. And then the chorus is, every day is Saturday night. Um, and I'm like, who who wrote this? Who did write that? Hemingway. What? Ernest Hemingway. You're full of shit. No, I don't know. Some guy that wrote <laughs> terrible lyrics did. That's a, that's a great song. So she shows up with a poodle in a sweater named Chocolate. Oh, Leonard Cohen. You're, you're lying. You're making shit up. But she calls the dog Chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Um, chocolate the Poodle. And, and then she's like talking. There's like a lot of really bad dialogue here that's just golden. She's like, well, he, because, okay, because they go in the house and then the, well, he's like trying to throw moves on her, you know, Punk Rock Jeff's trying to get an Alice's pants or whatever her name Already is. Already, is he? Yeah. She kind of just like comes into his house though. Yeah. She's like, I'm the new neighbor. Oh, you live in a murder house. He's, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, and he invites her in and she just goes very casually. And and people were more trusting back then. It's true. And horny. <laughs> I don't know about that. So uh, they go in the house and then the, Jeff leaves the door open and chocolate runs out. And then she's like, oh my God, the dog escaped. And that's bad because he likes to mate with skunks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold, then, hold on. Back, back the truck up for a second. <laughs> chocolate, the poodle escapes chocolate and apparently he has a history of uh escaping and trying to have sex with skunks yeah can and I... then the skunks don't like it and um can i say it i say it better then they spray him and then he really gets turned on and then chocolate really gets turned on <laughs> do you still have that dog chocolate the skunk fucker <laughs> you got a uh skunk fucker chocolate and she says it in a way that this has happened on more than one occasion it was funny it was comedic relief thrown in there, and it was used very well. Okay. And then, uh, and then, chocolate runs off in the woods, and uh, there's, there's zombies. There's zombies out in the woods. I guess they got out of the TV mm -hmm. when they killed the party clown pig man. Where would you Where would you go if you were a zombie that crawled out of television? In the fucking woods, duh. Yeah, yeah. For or sure. maybe go eat people, but I don't know. No, these these uh these zombies just liked uh, the foliage. 
<laughs> the foliage. 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 So yeah, then they uh, they go out in the woods and uh, they chase the dog, and they're chasing the dog, and they find the dog, and the dog's dead. Chocolate. May he rest in peace. So yeah, and then they're like, oh no, my goose is cooked. So then they decide this cockamamie idea, they're going to fake that the dog died by being choked on a ball. And then they throw, they, they, they shove. You say cockamamie, it but it, it works. works. It works. It so, so what I'm thinking in this scene is they literally took this dead, well, I mean, they didn't literally because it's just a movie. But they, uh, they, uh, they, fan, they yeah, um, it's not Milo and Otis. They, they killed so many kittens in that movie. Mm-hmm. They imaginarily shoved a dog, a ball down a dead dog's throat. Yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of in, in, insinuations that of these characters that make me think like, and we'll get to more of them. But like, I'm just like, what? Yeah. Like that's not cockamamie. That's kind of fucked up and weird. Yeah, this is a really good movie. And then she like agrees to it and like, oh, it worked like a charm. You know, he mm-hmm. choked on a ball. Dog choked on a ball. So these two just hit it off, and they're like calling each other and having like this little teenage love affair romance. Right, thing. and uh, that that prompted a question for you, Adam. Um, do you remember calling girls on the phone? Yeah, and um, I, it's like uh, if you do that today, I'm though, old. Oh, they're not into it nowadays. They think you're Buffalo Bill. They just want to text you. Like, oh, 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 wait a minute. I, I, I thought you. I thought you said you'd call me back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, silence of the lambs. I remember man. I dated this girl a few years ago, and mm-hmm. I really liked her. And um, I called her on the phone, and we we chit chatted for a while. And I wanted to keep talking to her, but she didn't want to keep talking. To you? She cut it off. She's like, "All right, just text me later." I'm like, "Well, all right." Did you text her later? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, so then I, the, here's the part that stood out to me is like the girl's talking. The, this girl has some of the most golden lines in the movie because she's on the phone with Jeff and she's like, oh, well, the dad's sleeping with my dad's sleeping with the maid. It's so gross. Yeah. I'm just like, where does she? This You're chick like, has no filter. Hmm. She probably puts out. Oh, obviously. <laughs> so then Jeff rolls up a, a joint of parsley and decides to watch the horror movie. The zombie blood nightmare. Wait, 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 wait. What? It's weed. I mean, it's not actually, it's not literally weed. This isn't Milo and Otis. <laughs> but <laughs> he starts those smoking kittens weed. Were so high. And it's at, the, it's at this point that I, that, that the character of Jeff makes a little more sense to me. It's not that his acting was necessarily subpar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that both the character and the actor. Mm-hmm. Were on the fucking moon high as a kite throughout this movie. Yeah, this that's was, my theory at least. This guy was really stoned on fake weed, Bobby. It was and I, fake weed. I think he was. If you pretend that he's stoned the whole time, the movie makes a lot more sense. That's all I'm saying. Well, the next scene, the TV just changes channels on him. Mm-hmm. It's this creepy TV chick that starts talking to him, and she's like, "Oh, Jeff, hi, Jeff. You're sexy, Jeff." And then she comes out of the TV, and she's like a blonde, not pretty Elvira-looking chick, maybe. Yeah, I don't think she's not not pretty. She's not pretty. She's. It's one of those situations where it's like I can't figure out if you're attractive or not, but I still will definitely, if given the opportunity. Have sexual intercourse with you? I don't know. 
Wow, you're, I mean, pick, you're if, picky these days. If I was Adam. punk rock Jeff, I would have hit that. Well, now, uh, that's the thing. Like that, that, that. This is a nice um, uh, peel the layer of the onion of Jeff's character. Sure. Here. Um, there's a point in this in this scenario. Again, a blonde woman comes out of the television and seduces this uh, teenage boy. Right. And he says, "I can't believe this is really happening." Oh, if I was seventeen, but I just I just delivered that line better than he did. Yeah. And just <laughs> but he's like, "I can't believe this is really happening." Yeah. That's how he says it. That's okay. Said it, yeah, yeah. So my question to you, Adam, is: mm-hmm. Do you think he's saying that because <laughs> he's finally going to get laid, or is he saying it because? Um, a sort of hot, kind of weird-looking chick came out of the TV. Because I, I think it's a little bit of A and a little bit of B. No, I think that's it's C. Such a, that's such I think a cop-out. No, I think What's it's C? C. It's because he's just so fucking high. I can't believe this is really happening. Yeah, maybe he's just like... He's just uh, shell shocked by the marijuana. Yeah, he, I mean, and that they thought one was going to touch his penis too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I think, I think that it was originally written. Mm-hmm. For I'm excited to get laid finally. Yeah, he just didn't like really. To him, he didn't seem too bothered. Like, wow, this chick just came out of a TV. Well, from what I know about poorly written teenage boy characters <laughs> from the 1980s, he's just excited that he's going to get laid. Yeah, it does not phase him, but it does, doesn't it? It does a little bit. But, but we we'll know, get there in a moment. You know what phases him the most is the fact that uh, she takes her clothes off, mm-hmm. but it still didn't show her nipples. That phased you the most. It was like they taped. The hair, she, the wig she was wearing to her nipples so you couldn't see nipples. You said you didn't even find her attractive. What do you care? I still want to see her tits. Come on, Bobby. So uh, so then she disappears back in the TV when he's just starting to get a chubby. And actually, he was probably already rock hard by the time she... Women. Yeah. <laughs> he's blue balling it. And then she's back in the TV laughing at him. And then, in my favorite scene in the movie, a man in the TV starts walking up behind her. Some old creepy looking dude. And slits her throat, cuts yes. her throat, and and then and then he proceeds to start giving Jeff life advice. Yeah, this this man refers to himself as the garbage man. They call me the garbage man. I put human pieces of garbage down. I don't know if he's giving life advice. He's giving advice on how to avoid more zombies to come out of the weird haunted TV. Now, um, Jeff, this character has some of the finest written dialogue um, in any scene. What I'd like you to do. Mm-hmm. If Stop you can, it. is just say what the garbage man is saying, and I'm going to play the part of, of of Jeff. Okay. They call me the garbage man. Why did you kill her? Because I dispose of human garbage like this. Who is she? She's human filth, Jeff. Who are you? I'm the garbage man. Why are you telling me all this? Because I dispose of human garbage like this. And then he's like, get a mirror and put the shiny side. Get a mirror, put it shiny side on the TV. So what Adam just said is not what the garbage man said, but more or less. I didn't know I needed to write that um, all down. My my exact, what I was saying was exactly the dialogue written for Kevin. Why did you kill her? Who is she? And again, I'm delivering this far better than this yeah. uh, actor gentleman. Actor. Who are mostly. you? Why are you telling me all this? That's what he says. This is the whole. This is the. I, I just. I. It just struck me kind of queer. Why is it? Why is he telling him all that? Cause, well, because he's trying to warn him about how to like avoid getting more TV zombies. But okay, sure. So what is this fucking TV world that there's zombies? This 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 uh, maybe hot chick, this somewhat attractive, possibly attractive woman, and the fucking garbage man. Who the fuck is the garbage man? No, my favorite part's at the end when he's done talking to the garbage man. Jeff says, wait, because the screen goes all fuzzy. And the garbage man comes back like, 
Yeah, let me answer your last question. Right, right. Like, what the fuck? He can hear him? I don't know. And that's when he tells him to get the mirror. Um, I, I will. Spoilers. Okay, here it comes. Um, mm-hmm. We never see the garbage man ever again. Ever again. And I was hoping I was correct on that. I'm like, because you always make fun of me for not paying attention to the movie, but I never saw the garbage man again. They never brought the garbage never, man That was back. like the best character. Best character. Why didn't the garbage man hop out of the TV and help? Yeah, that's what I was expecting, but this movie um, is full of the unexpected. It certainly is. So then uh, then uh, Jeff just decides, uh, <laughs> I'm smoking too much reefer. Yeah, yeah. And he flushes the parsley. Okay, so let's break this down for a minute. Mm-hmm. He flushes his weed down the toilet. Mm-hmm. So it, by that logic, he concluded that all the crazy stuff that just happened, the, the naked lady coming out of the TV, the, the garbage, garbage man... man zombies all of that happened because he was totally tripping balls on on smoking a weed on reefer he was all hopped up on reefer this is why reagan's war on drugs is a fucking crime against humanity it's a fallacy folks Mm -hmm. thank god that thing in it and we lost so then he takes the tv downstairs to it's still happening to put the mirror on it but then a zombie hand jumps out of it and starts attacking him. Yeah, so he grabs, gets grabbed by the, the TV claw, mm-hmm. and then Jeff takes an axe, and he cuts the arm off, and the, uh, the TV starts bleeding, yeah. and all this crazy good effects happen. And I'm going, uh, uh, while I'm watching it, I'm thinking, Jesus, who directed this? James Cameron. Yeah. It seemed like a James Cameron. Seemed like a James Cameron. Seemed like film. old Jimmy Cameron in his prime. So then, uh, then yeah, he cuts the hand off, and the hand's still moving around. So, the, so he tapes. He tapes. He he fucking uses scotch tape to put a mirror on front of the TV. Fucking jackass. But then he takes the hand downstairs, and garbage disposes it. Mm-hmm. And then the TV, obviously, that tape's not going to hold it down because more zombies get out, or were the zombies already out? Um, a lot of zombies end up getting out. Let's just say that. There's, now, there's all kinds of zombies. There's Hobo Zombie. There's... Uh, Billy Idol. No, I, I was calling him Joe Strummer Zombie. No, it's Billy Idol, dude. I can see that, Totally too. Billy Idol all right, Zombie. We'll call him uh, Billy Strummer. We're calling him fucking Billy Idol. There's the guy from Dawn of the Dead. Yes. The one with the with the plaid shirt. Totally yeah. n- knock off of the guy from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, and they had they had various like types of zombies. They had your blue zombies. They had your just, like, just melty zombies. Yeah. The scariest zombie of them all was uh, the bride the zombie. Bride, the bride. She puts on a wig at one point for mm-hmm. no apparent reason. And she puts on, she looks in the mirror, she's like, oh, I hate it. And and I started to break down the logistics of this, okay? So so we're talking about the bride zombie. Yeah. She's in a wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Um, do people get buried in their wedding dress, or mm-hmm. I don't think that happens very often. Maybe you die at your wedding. But yeah, or do you think that maybe the night of this zombie bride's wedding, like her husband strangled her to death and then like threw her body into an evil TV? That that could have been it. That could have been it too. I think that's I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. I don't know why she had a, had well, a wedding well, dress Well, think of it like this too, Bobby. She could have gotten zombified It could as have a been a quinceanera zombie. You know, it could have been. We're just calling her a bride because we're racist. Because <laughs> we're white. It's, 
<laughs> That's how we define racist. If she died at her wedding and got zombified Are at her wedding. Are you assuming matrimony when it could have been a quinceanera? Yeah, don't, don't make assumptions. So uh, so anyways, then the, the bride zombie goes down and starts laughing at the blender. And you realize these zombies aren't your just regular brain-eating zombies. Right. They're like, they're getting kicks out of whatever they're doing. I think they're just from straight up, like, just um, debaucherous, like, realm of hell. They're very they're mischievous. They're just, like, mischievous They're zombies. very mischievous zombies. Yeah, they come from Hermes, the Greek god, with the with the wings on his shoes. So then the <laughs> the maid who's banging the banging the chick's dad, yeah. she goes to investigate the blender being on all these noises, and then she gets attacked by the Dawn of the Dead zombie. Yeah, I was calling him Alabama Man Zombie because at this point he Alabama Man Zombie strangles her up against the wall, and then uh, she throws a iron into his skull. An iron right through his skull doesn't kill him at all. Nope. Because he's a zombie. He's a fucking zombie. And brain damage doesn't matter to these zombies, apparently. Um, so then there's that. It was a good death. And then they go into the dad's room, and he starts screaming. They don't show his death, but we're assuming he dies, too. Yeah. Classic move. And then you go next door to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And one of the neighbors is sitting there listening to the radio, going over a recipe, trying to cook the food that's on the recipe on the mm-hmm. radio, which seems like a terrible idea. They don't even give her the full recipe. No, yeah, they don't. And that was a really um, fun line of dialogue about that did you, did you realize like in her kitchen there was a poster that said like get back to reading and it had dinosaurs on it you don't have that in your kitchen that seemed like really creationist propaganda or something no 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 creationists don't like reading yeah and they don't like dinosaurs either so i'm like what the fuck is the message they're trying to put with this poster so the bride zombie comes into this situation mm-hmm. um well well let me back up so she goes to the laundry room right? yeah and um, this is a good jump scare, actually. I wasn't expecting it. I'd seen this movie, but I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good, fo-, you know. Yeah. One of those things. Um, Bride Zombie pops out of the washing machine, and um, she kills this uh, stunt double of Edward Rooney's secretary. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, what I love is that the zombie is just waiting in the dryer to jump out. Yeah, like, the zombie came into the house. Premeditated this And shit. was like... There's a good chance that this this lady is going to be doing some laundry today because she's very domestic. She's <laughs> cooking. She's clearly doing laundry while she's cooking. And then, then Bride Zombie crawls into the dryer. They don't show this or the washing machine. Right. They don't show this, but this is, had to have been what happened. And Bride Zombie's like, I'm going to hide the washing machine. You know, when she gets you that. You go scare in the kitchen. When, yeah, yeah, right, right. And when she comes out, it just strangles her. But, of course, it's sort of like, uh, uh, uh. And you know that then these are really choky zombies. They really like to strangle people. Yeah, those. they um, there's not a, there's not really any like biting or like spreading the zombiness to these characters. They just murder people. They just murder them. Are they really zombies at that point? I mean, they're Walking Dead. They're just ghouls. They're I mean, slow like zombies. Though. They're undead. They're, or or they or they could just be. They have to be the undead though. Well, we don't know that because we don't know what the garbage man is. What the fuck is the guy? Is he just a guy? The gar- Forget about the garbage. The garbage man's gone. I think the garbage man is just a guy that got sucked into the TV haunted neither realm. And uh, now he's just uh, the worst nightmare of those uh, TV zombies. Like he's in there just fucking shit up. He's just, he's like, yeah. He's, he's there to warn people. He's the Terminator. He's the garbage man of these human garbage. You might even call him the garbage man. <laughs> So also, you know, I was watching this with my girl, and uh, and I realized that like women of today would not be afraid of these zombies at all with all the choking that happens. All right, Adam, that was a that was a valiant joke. 
And she was like, but I find it still kind of upsetting. It's well, she told me, well, maybe I'd, I'd know that if I'd start fucking women my age. Adam's corner is over. It's over. Adam's corner is over. It's over. So, uh, so anywho, um, these zombies just they just start choking people and laughing about. It's it. always a sign of a stable woman. They're having what? So what happens next? So then the uh, <laughs> then the Texan shows up again. I guess, and, and starts telling the punk rock Jeff and his 40-year-old aerobic sister that uh, the, the zombies... He starts telling the story. Yeah, he knows all about these zombies. <sighs> like He's like the uh, he's like the Matt Moneymaker of zombies. He just knows. Matt Moneymaker chases Bigfoots on that show. Yeah, but this guy actually catches the fucking zombies. Finding Bigfoot. Unlike fucking Moneymaker. No, Matt Moneymaker follows a very specific scientific um, approach to the flesh and blood creature that is the Bigfoot. It, it never works. Or Oma. It never works, buddy. Uh, there, uh, now, I will, just to cut, cut off on that, Bobby, just to jump to a totally different subject. Sure. I listened to that podcast you told me to about the guy who killed Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. That shit was golden. Yeah, that's from... Uh, a podcast called The Confessionals. Find the one called I Killed Bigfoot. It is hours of fun. It's a lot of fun. Moving along. So anyways, the Texas guy shows up. He starts telling the story of how he... I don't fucking know why he knows. <laughs> he just fucking... He's that character. Yeah. There's a lot... This movie has a lot of, like, really, like, cool cheese... It's, it's real schlock, right? Mm-hmm. Not to get ahead of myself, but it's just like, here's some 80s zombies movie movie, you know? But it does have these really long-winded, like, exchanges with the characters. And his explanation of the zombies is the most fucking stupid thing I've ever heard. He's like, you can't show fear to them. You have to uh, either, either lock them up somewhere they can't escape, and they'll eat themselves. Right, which or, is an important point he makes. Yeah, but here's the other one. Or you just attack them like they're a regular person and they'll die. I did get hung up on this what? myself. Here's, what? Here's the thing. Okay. The zombies think that they're still alive, apparently, according to this guy. Yeah. So you can... Uh, their vulnerabilities are the, are the same as that of a live person. Plus, if you lock them together in one place, they start eating each other. Um, not to get ahead of myself, but eventually they go out and hunt these zombies. That's just what happens next. Okay, so what happens next is... Um, Billy Idol zombie shows up and kidnaps the girlfriend. Yes. And then they go hunting the zombies. Joe Strummer zombie. He's Billy Idol. So then they go hunting, they go hunting the fucking... We pick our own fucking punk icons so, on this, okay? Uh, like, 10-gallon hat Texas guy and then uh, Jeff the quote-unquote punk rocker. Yeah. Um, are going out to hunt down these zombies and rescue the girl. His sister's left back at the house, and they're saying, hey, if we're not back 10 minutes before sundown, here's the keys to my truck. Get as far away from here as possible. This is right after Jeff says, of course I'm going to be back, blah, blah, blah. I thought that was kind of a fun character moment where he's explaining to his sister, like, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And then right afterwards, the Texas man who's, like, the voice of reality is going... Hey, if we're not back, take our truck because everything might not be fun. Yeah, because we're, we're going to go die. hunt zombies that get killed just as easily as humans. So, what do they pick? A fucking bow and arrow? Have you ever fired a bow and arrow? Yeah, yeah. It's hard as shit. It ain't easy. And it, you look like an asshole they, if you don't know what a, you're doing. They took a bow and arrow and a chainsaw. Yeah. That's so, it. and a shotgun. They had a shotgun, right? Can we talk about the development 
of the dynamic of these two characters <sighs> um, because we have boy and cow shit. Talk about boy and cow shit. Oh, God. So, oh, fuck. I have to talk about this. So, the, the redneck keeps calling Jeff, punk rock Jeff, boy. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you, you can't call me boy. If you call me boy, I'm going to call you cow shit. He's like, well, don't you call me cow shit. Well, don't call me boy. Well, I guess I'll start stop calling you boy. You you call me, I'll call you Jeff, and you call me Mr. Davis. Is his last name Davis? I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, that happened, and it was it was a fun um, a bonding moment of these characters. Okay, I'm gonna put it like this. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna just uh, just condense mm-hmm. the next 20 minutes of the movie. It's like a fun <laughs> little buddy romp. Good, because I'm at the go- end of my notes. Good, fun little buddy romp of these two guys going through the woods to catch the zombies. And it's fun. They find the zombies. They shoot them with bows and arrows. And they let me finish. And they kill a couple of them. They make them think they're dead. They don't show fear the whole nine yards. Um, and then they kill most of them. But then the bride gets away, mm-hmm. sets a trap, and kills them both. The zombie set a trap. This is a fucking trap. She chainsaws them. But let's back up. I mean, I'm cutting a lot of elements out of this. You're cutting a lot out because this is something. You know how we were talking about how, like, the kid was like, why don't you just shove a ball down the dog's throat yeah, yeah, yeah. and tell him that it choked on a ball? Like, what kind of fucking sociopath would say something like this? It starts to make sense, right? This is completely accidental, <laughs> I guarantee it. But they kill the first zombie, and the old the old man's kind of like, he's done this before. He's like, all right, I'm going to take care of this zombie so it really can't come back and, and harm us or whatever. And he pulls out a chainsaw. Yeah, buddy. He pulls out a chainsaw, and uh, Jeff is just, like, gushing. I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre six times. He is wet as a uh, jelly donut. Yeah, he is. I don't know what that means. The inside of one. Um, The wet part. And he just really wants to use the cheese. Like, I killed it. I'm a big fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then the guy's like, all right, fine. Like, Like, he's just gleefully chopping up this zombie corpse. Good effects, good guts and uh, blood, and there's like rats inside of it. Yeah, that there's was rats. A, that was a nice touch. That was good. I like that. Um, but I, I just found it kind of ups- like kind of off-putting um, that he got so much. Like he just killed his first, like the first man, more mm-hmm. or less a man. He killed a man with a bow and arrow mm-hmm. just now, and now he's just. Most people would be kind of taken aback by this. It was situation. a zombie. It wasn't a man. Yeah, but still. It was a zombie. Have you ever killed anything, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> Adam, tell me about the things you killed. <laughs> no, I'm going to move on from that, Bobby. I've killed a lot of insects, all right? Let's just say that. Have you ever killed a mammal, Adam? I've hit things in my car, yeah. I've had to put shit down, Bobby. We don't need to go have into that story. Have you ever killed anything on purpose? Yeah, Bobby, I have. What? You know what? We're not doing... I, I ain't got to talk about any of this shit. My lawyer's already got stipulations. Adam, this show is not about the movie. I'm not a sociopath, Bobby. The, so, the show's about you. <laughs> it's about me? Mm-hmm. This is like Truman's show. So why don't we open up a little bit and mm-hmm. tell me, what have you killed mm-hmm. intentionally? Um, Like mammals? I mean, sure. I really haven't killed... Insects me. don't count. Well, then nothing really, Bobby. Not intentionally. Okay. Never intentionally. You've killed my ambition when you like made me apply for that job you used to work. At. <laughs> you killed my self-esteem and confidence in the world, but that's beside the point. That's for another time. It's a, it was a good time in our lives, Bobby. Okay, so after all this um, zombie slaying, um, we cut back to the sister, right? And the sister is kind of sieged up in her house, and there's zombies outside trying to get in. And we go from sh- fun, schlock, weird, bad 80s zombie movie to like 
this woman's like having a complete mental breakdown, nervous breakdown in the kitchen. Okay. And, and uh, I'm thinking to myself like, well, the kitchen, I mean, that is a pretty good place to have a nervous breakdown. You have like, it's familiar. It has food, maybe some alcohol. Um, it's not the home goods section at a target. Um, it's a good solid place to just lose it. <laughs> to just lose your shit. You could put your face in a blender. And she's holding a knife. I think that that's always like it's I think it's more dramatic for nervous breakdown people to be holding a kitchen knife. I mean, I guess that just happens in the movies a lot. It's yeah. a really it's a really common thing in the movies. And then some dinner guests arrive. So yeah, she she decides to take the approach of not being scared. So this is great. This is like her shining moment in this movie. It really is. Because she opens the door and she's super friendly. She's like, oh, I'm so happy to see y'all. And the zombies are all like surprised because she's not scared. They seem ha- She seems happy. Well, she knows the uh, the 411 on how to deal with these zombies from the uh, Texas long, tall neck. Texan. Old cow shit himself. I call him Ernest Tubb. <laughs> you don't. You just call him that now. You never call him that once before, did That's you? That's when I have my notes. Ernest Tubb. Sweet baby Ray. So, uh, <laughs> totally different guys. So then anyways, uh, she invites him in the house and she starts feeding him dinner. We'll call him Davy Crockett. <laughs> King of the wild frontier. So uh, she starts feeding him like SpaghettiOs. And it's like this whole awkward scene of her like trying to... S- act like she's not scared and so i'm thinking like do the zombies know you're scared just by you acting scared or can they like smell fear because they would have totally smelled fear on her like bees yeah, and then the billy idol i learned that from the kid on in the kid in jerry Maguire. <laughs> the bees smell fear uh, we gotta do jerry Maguire one of these days uh fuck you bobby it's not a cult movie so uh i don't care how loyal the fan base is so <laughs> then uh so then you guys gonna go see jerry Maguire at midnight tonight <laughs> she tricks him. i'm dressing up like cuba <laughs> show me the money show me the money quote along with jerry Maguire. so then they uh she tricks them all into the basement to play records you had me hello Okay, fucking stop it. So play fucking records and then have a good dance party. And she starts dancing with the zombies and they all start dancing. And then she sneaks out of the basement and locks the door. And there's a mirror on the inside so the zombies can't go through the mirror. So they all start eating each other. And they get stuck back in the TV. Yeah, and that's kind of, I guess that's the climax of the movie. And then she walks out of the house all crazy-eyed. There is a tag at the end. It's not a particularly clever uh, spoiler. It's, it's, okay, here's the thing with the tag, Bobby. Okay, so here's how it ends, folks. She goes to the mental hospital. Mm-hmm. And her parents, who have been in Saudi Arabia, totally absent from the children, while one of her children died, or one of their children died. In a haunted TV attack. Right. They uh, they go visit her in the hospital. And they talk to her for like two minutes, and they're like, oh, well, she's crazy. Well, guess what, honey? We brought you something from home. And they wheel the TV. Well, wait a minute. Back they up. wheel the TV. They come in and they're like, just act like the doctor says we should act like everything's fine and don't like treat her any differently. So they come in. <laughs> they come in and there's like a normal greeting. And then they're like, okay, your father and I are going to go shopping now. Is that what they said? Like after like, like they don't even visit this poor no. girl for more than two minutes. Not even two minutes. Yeah. It's like, well, we've done our due diligence. Time to go to Talbot's. And they fucking leave while leaving the horror TV there. Yep. On that comes on, zombie blood nightmare. The end. She screams, it's over. Now, it could be interpreted that the way we described this movie just now, we didn't particularly like it, but I I fucking, fucking love it. Love this love movie. It. Love it. It's I great. I love it. 
and it's not good, but I love it. It's great. It's not for everyone, but it's an A plus and a half. Yeah. Easily. A plus and a half. Easily. That's bold. It is. It is. It means a lot coming from me. So, so yeah. I wish that uh, old Robert... Uh, Bobby Scott. Robert Scott would have gone on to do other, uh, direct other projects, but... Uh, did he die or something? Uh, no, I don't know what happened with him. I guess the video dead may not have been received very well. Don't mm. quote me on that, though. You know, I will say this, too. When I was younger, early 2000s, um, I was like 2021. 20, I'd, I'd look up like weird horror movies I had to see. And, you know, it wasn't just like looking on the internet and finding them all like you can now. Right. This was always on that list. Mm-hmm. Video Dead was one of those that was on that list of like cult horror movies that you had to see that were so crazy. And you and I watched it about three or four years and ago. And I was floored by it. I was in love with floored, it. Floored, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, the zombie set a trap. Fucking zombie chainsaw trap. I think it, it's the uh, it's the laundry scene that uh, I think the first time we watched it, I didn't know what to think about it. Then the laundry scene happened, and I turned to you. I remember this. I said, this movie is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. That's the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, it just... I don't know. It's pretty It's pretty great. Um, it's not for everyone. Watch it, people. Watch it. Hey, and also, hey, folks, while you're at it, go uh, go buy my album. Go buy um, Trump Card's new album on... Bandcamp. Trump Card 1 slash Bandcamp. Um, and I got to say, this hour of programming was brought to you by Pillager Beard Oil. Uh, the, our, boys, our boy Gabe sent me a whole collection of his, did you? Of his latest concoctions. Give me one. No. Pillager Beard Oil. Did you pay for it? Or pillageroil.com, I believe. Did Just you, Google Pillager Beard Oil. Did you pay for it? Did he give it to you for free? And that's beside the point. Give me one. Okay, so one. get this. Okay. He has a new Christmas blend. Oh. And it smells like candy canes and masculinity. Oh, give me it, Bobby. Give it to me, baby. Come I'll, on. I'll let you try it later. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. And then my personal favorite is what he calls his personal blend. And I don't know what it is, but it smells like it might get you some sex. How many bottles you got? I need some sex. We'll go do a sampler in my kitchen after this. We'll do a pillager beard oil sample session. I gotta run. I gotta go have sex. Um, we'll put on some pillager beard oil before that, and you're sure to have some good sex. I'm gonna put some in my pubes. All right, my my, my downstairs beard. Oh. <laughs> hey, also people listen to uh, other podcasts that we like. The old beard downstairs. <laughs> Listen to that one time I was abducted by aliens. Uh, listen to that one time I was abducted by aliens. Those gals are cute as a button. And they're hilarious. And they're pretty funny. They're in depth. They're they're real deep, those chicks. Yeah, they do a lot more research than we do. Oh, fuck yeah. Listen to Welcome to Horror. Welcome to Horror, the Kurt Army chapter, the uh, UK chapter of the Kurt Army. Welcome to Horror. All hail Kurt Russell. All hail Kurt Russell. Hey, listen to the Wednesday Night Love Lines. And listen to Adam's other bullshit projects. It's amazing. Oh, whatever. Bobby. Pillager Beard Oil. Use uh, promo code uh, not for Adam. Apparently a- not. I don't even get any. A D A M. Fuckers. Uh, I think it's free shipping, maybe something like that. Thanks, Gabe. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm serious though. Not that they're not even. I'm not saying this because they're a sponsor. I'm saying like sincerely. I've tried lots of beard oils, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing beats a Pillager Beard. On your Josh Pillager Brolin. beard oil. Nothing beats my Josh Brolin like a Josh Brolin with a Pillager candy cane. I, I bet beard. Josh Brolin puts it in his mustache. Don't quote me on that. He should. He should. All right, I got to go. But hey, you know what, Bobby? Um, buy my album. We sent a copy of my album to Joel Opera. Thank you. We are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. 
Hey, uh, I had a nephew uh, refer me to your show, uh, the Not For Everyone podcast. And I really don't know why you guys have a show at all. I mean, uh, you're at, what, 46 episodes? I just, uh, you guys don't belong on the air. You talk about trash, garbage films all the time. Why don't you guys ever review a classic film like Fried Green Tomatoes or Selfie's Choice or something like that? I can't believe you guys have a show. It's utterly ridiculous that you guys are on here talking all your nonsense and that ridiculous clown you have on talking about uh, Trump card with the Nazis and all that, you know, that's not something to be joking around about. If I, if I, if I, you guys just don't belong on the air. Get the hell off and let some quality people review some quality movies.